All right, away we go here on the morning show. It's a uh, Friday morning. Neil Atkins joining us. Hello there. You survived the rain on the way in, did you? What now? The rain, that wet stuff coming down from the sky. It was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, a little uh, drippy. You know, when I get up in the morning (laughs) and I look out on the lake and I see my boat with the cover on it and Mm -hmm. I see about six inches of water on, uh, on the front well, cover of the boat. Then yeah. I know we really had some rain last night. And, and, there wasn't uh, that much on there, was well, it? Well, there was enough. So, really? Okay. But uh, it was drizzling on the way down. Yeah. But I guess we were supposed to have more and more and more. Yeah, we're actually going to have a break before thunderstorms start later today. So. Oh, I hear that. Yeah, That's well, going to be that'll be the next bang, bang, portion. booms. Yeah. And, Bruce so. is here. Speaking of bang, bang, booms, it's time for sports. You know, I brought something in. for Bruce and you guys today. What's that? I've got some roll-up lefsa, oh. butter, sugar, and cinnamon. All We're nice talking leftover lefsa. From last night? Yeah, yesterday. We So it's been refrigerated. So oh, okay, good. good. Okay. It's not like day-old donuts. <laughs> right. It still tastes pretty good. Okay, right. good. And I did good. not bring Lutefisco. Oh, thank, thank you. Yeah. You would have taken <laughs> it back with you had you brought it. for that. We don't need, no. I, I saw Sarah and Mike back, and I said, hey, I've got the lefsa here. And I said, Mike, by the way... I brought Lutefisk for you, and he goes, well, I love that, too. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, one no, out of no. 20. He here. might be yeah. the only one, yeah. He probably Oof. is the only one. All right. And he's the kind of person that would, he would cook it, too, just in the building, <laughs> make us all suffer. Oh, yeah. Twins in Philadelphia this weekend, 6 p.m. today, coverage at 5.30, Dallas Keuchel versus Christopher Sanchez. A couple of left-handers. 5 o'clock tomorrow, pregame at 4.30, Pablo Lopez versus Taiwan Walker. And then 12.30 on Sunday, inside Twins, 11.30, Sonny Gray versus the ever popular undecided for the Phils. Twins up three and a half in the AL Central after losing three out of four this week to the Tigers in Detroit. Milwaukee Brewers still up two and a half in the NL Central as all parties were idle yesterday. We'll take on the White Sox in Chicago starting tonight at 7. Corbin Burns versus Michael Kopech. Tomorrow at 6, Brandon Woodruff versus Jesse Schultens. Sunday at 1, Freddie Peralta versus Dylan Cease. Huskies will finish up their Northwoods League season this weekend with games at Wade Stadium, 6.30 tonight, 3 o'clock tomorrow against Thunder Bay. Green Bay Packers open their preseason tonight in Cincinnati. Coverage at 4, kickoff at 6. Over on AM 710, Jordan Love expected to play at least a couple of series tonight against the Bengals. We shall see who amongst the first-team offense joins Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. On the field tonight, it's unclear how many snaps the Bengals' starting defense will play, but head coach Matt LaFleur mentioned prior to Wednesday's joint practice that their secondary would be a great challenge for Love, and that is exactly what the Packers want here in the preseason is Love to get tested. Wisconsin Badgers running out of tight ends during preseason practice at yesterday's workout at Camp Randall Stadium. Redshirt sophomore Jack Pugh has been among the top three in camp. Did not attend practice. No word on his status. That left the Badgers down to five tight ends. Healthy for practice yesterday. Despite that shortage of offensive personnel, offensive coordinator Phil Longo worked on some sets featuring two and three tight ends. It could have run them into the ground. Hey, it's going to be a new offense uh, for the Badgers this year, I think. Three weeks from tomorrow, Wisconsin versus Buffalo at Camp Randall Stadium. (laughs) On That'll AM 710 to kick Oofalo. off the season. Oofalo. Minnesota Wilderness moved to the St. Luke Sports and Event Center in Proctor, at least temporarily, as repairs continue to the ice plant at Northwoods Credit Union Arena in Cloquet. 
Uh, that arena shut down, no ice since June. I'm not expected to have it back till October. So the Wilderness will start preseason practice in Proctor August 22nd, and they'll play four games in Proctor, including one preseason and three regular season games. Boy, that Proctor facility is something else. It's really nice. They yeah. did a fantastic job with that. The upkeep's been great, and uh, that'll be a good spot for the Wilderness here while they uh, get things sorted out back in Cloquet. They hope to be back there well, October 20th. Wait in Cloquet until November. They just open the doors and let it freeze that way, I suppose. <laughs> good point. I guess you could look at it that way. Uh, Minnesota United League's Cup quarterfinal tonight, 7.30 kickoff in Nashville, and they are underway at Northland Country Club this morning with the 98th Northland Invitational. 32-man match play bracket starting this morning. Two uh-huh. rounds today, one tomorrow semifinals and championship round on Sunday. Thank you, Bruce. Bruce Hiskey show at, uh, well, just after 10. What's going on today, Bruce? I had a chance yesterday to visit with both UMB football coordinators heading into the 2023 season. You'll hear from offensive coordinator Chase Vogler, defensive coordinator Trey Dill. We break down the 2023 Bulldogs on the radio show today. All right, go dogs. Thank, Thank you, Bruce. Uh, let's head to the phones already here. 819. Uh, good morning. Who's this? This is uh, Richard Jordan. Oh, Richard from... Jordan. <laughs> I think I know you. Yeah, I used to work there. Yeah, where but are now, you now? On... Well, uh, I'm actually looking at Canada from our front window. <laughs> okay. The side window is International Falls, so that's, you know, Rainy Lake. Right. Are you fishing <laughs> or just uh, looking? Today it's awfully rainy, so oh, okay. if you don't mind, can I stay inside? I think I would let you do that, yeah. Yeah, actually, I just called to tell you that I'd be up here. All right. I don't think I mentioned last week when we parted. Yeah, I think I recall you saying that. So just, uh, you sound really good. So if you do the same oh, good. call next good. hour, we'll be able to get you on the air. That's good. Thank right. you very much. Hey, you bet, Rick. Bye-bye. Richard, good to have you. <laughs> Rick Jordan here on KDA. Rick, that was Rick. I thought oh, it was yeah. Rick. I thought that was Rich Gordon. No, Rick. It was Rick Gordon. Jordan. See, I can hardly hear in these headphones. It's not turned up. So, well, don't you, do you have, have a the volume turn up can... knob over for me? Because mine's up full here. I have. And he's looking at it as though uh, I can turn this one up. I don't know. Is that better? No. Oh, well, I'm done. well anyway, whatever. That's mine. So whatever. I, I can. Hear. I could still hear barely. Though, All right. So. Well, let's go to the other line here. Uh, I forget who it is. Hi, who's this? Dano. Dano. That's right. Okay. Okay, I got a question. Whose bright idea was it to hold the Blues primary in August? The state of Minnesota, they I changed mean, the law down there. This goes back. Uh, I mean, the I mean, uh, Democratic controlled uh, legislature and governor decided it was in the best interest to have in August, and they used the excuse that would help people on active duty in the military to be able to vote in the primary. That was one of the excuses. Uh, I mean, you had, I can't vote in the rural mayor's race. But if you know who the two top people are going to be, why would you leave your cabin and come all the way back to Duluth to vote in a primary where you already know who the two people are going to be? Well, that's probably well, what happened. Of, a lot of people probably thought that way, yeah. even though Only, there was uh, a pretty good turnout. Only 22% of the vote. That's, that's better than normal primary. Yeah, but it's horrible. It's yeah, horrible right, turnout, especially right, yeah. for a mayoral contested mm-hmm. primary. But if there would have been a third candidate in there that would have been a well-known candidate, yeah. I think it would have been a whole different situation. Yeah. But I'm I mean, not yeah, sure the timing makes any difference, really. I mean, people are going to uh, vote. They're going to vote. Well, usually yeah, after I mean, Labor Day, when they'd have yeah. the primaries after Labor Day, people are back 
home. They've oh. got the kids in school. Get and it seems school. like people are more tuned in than they are yeah. in early August when it's 85 degrees yeah. out and you're going, there's no way in hell I'm going down to the voting poll. Uh, and they can do whatever yeah. they want, saying, oh, you can vote for two weeks early and all that. Wow, this is true. And uh, it just doesn't measure up. All right. And, and you're right. I mean, if there would have been another candidate, you didn't know the truly they were going to be, yeah, you might come in. Hmm. And Reinhardt, I mean, he got, because he got the thing was a fire and the police. Well, they're going to vote. They're in town, both of them. Mm-hmm. So you can't really go by the results. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be an interesting uh, campaign up to yeah, November. It's kind of a limited poll, but it'll mm-hmm. be interesting right. to see once they kick it in gear. And I would suspect that the mayor's folks are going to kick her campaign into gear. She, I know they might have thought they had a cakewalk or her mm-hmm. troops were all going to get out and vote heavy, <laughs> and it didn't happen. Well, enjoy the rain. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had rain to talk about. We'll be right back. More of the morning show here on KDAL. This is the KDAL Morning Show. Monkey Music taking the last train to Clarksville on a Friday morning. Online job site Indeed reporting that it saw a 50% spike in searches for UPS jobs in the week after the Teamsters uh, touted their historic deal. UPS CEO said full-time drivers will average $170,000 in pay and benefits at the end of a five-year contract that the delivery giant struck with the Teamsters Union last month and Apparently, a lot of folks interested in getting jobs with UPS with a uh, contract like that. Full-time workers will average 49 bucks an hour. Industry experts say consumers can expect rate hikes of 6 to 8% to help pay for the new deal. You know, I know a lot of people that work for UPS, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's not an easy job, no. to say the least. And uh, I know they had... <clears throat> I was told by some drivers that I know that uh, they did not have a GPS on board of their vehicles. They had to use really? their cell phones to do it. Wow. This is how the company was running things. And mm-hmm. apparently one of the sticklers in their negotiations was in the uh, vehicles when these people deliver, there's no air conditioning in these vehicles. Oh, and these brother. men and women are yeah. running all over the place in inner cities and everywhere else, running in and out and delivering stuff. And uh, in... You can imagine what it's like down in uh, Austin, Texas, oh, yeah. and elsewhere if you're working for UPS. So it's hard to I, believe they don't have air down there. Well, it's it's. I, well, so, I, it, sometimes corporations are. Yeah. In you know, addition to the salary, did they come up with the air then, or is they going to? Apparently, I, 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 I believe that okay. uh, huh. all new newer ve- replacement vehicles right. are going to have air conditioning. So <clears throat> very good. So uh, people have been really talking since uh, Tuesday. <coughs> Wednesday and throughout <coughs> about the race here in Duluth mm-hmm. and the mayor's race. And, uh, you know, when I came in this morning, somebody said, hey, the mayor got smoked. <laughs> and uh, Well, in the primary, yeah. She did. So uh, the race is not over for her. No. If, uh, if there had been a third strong candidate in the, in the primary, uh, well-known, uh, things might have been different. She may not even have made it through the primary. Now, we go back to 2007. Well, that's why primaries are important. That's I why guess. Yeah. 2007, uh, Herb Bergson was the incumbent mayor who's running for re-election. 
City Councilor Donnie Ness ran and businessman Charlie Bell, and they beat Bergson out in the primary, mm-hmm. and he lost he lost the race in the primary. So this has happened a couple of times. But that's not the case in this one. No. So she's got a huge gap to overcome, and she has to reappear now. And it, it, uh, she was uh, pretty unavailable Tuesday night and Wednesday, so mm-hmm. hopefully the mayor will come forward and we'll have her back on our show again and see what a, kind of a campaign they're going to run. And, uh, you know, I assume uh, Roger Reinert's folks are giddy about about his win. Mm-hmm. And like uh, one of the callers was saying, a lot of people probably didn't show up. They thought that it was a sure thing that right. Reinert and Larson would get through no problem because they had token opposition right. with the other candidates. And uh, so this is at least an indication that some people in the community are not feeling good about City Hall. And yeah. uh, that's a wake-up call for the mayor and for her team. So uh, she needs to revamp. Well, like you said, forward. it was a pretty small turnout, though, only 20%. So hopefully when they get uh, everybody else turning out for the general election, it may change things around, too. Well, generally when you have gaps like this, yeah. uh, things don't bode well for mm-hmm. for the one in the uh, general election. But we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, Russia launching its first lunar mission since 1976. It's the Luna 25 spacecraft blasting off this morning from the Cosmodrome in eastern Russia. Cosmodrome. Is expected to touch down on the moon on the 21st of August. If that mission is successful, Russia will become the first nation to land a spacecraft on the lunar south pole, where it will be testing the soil for the presence of frozen water. Russia is in a space race now with India, which launched its uh, lunar mission last month. That's expected to land on the lunar south pole August 23rd, two days after the touchdown by Russians. So where's the, where's the United States in all this? We're not uh, doing anything. I guess we're, we're planning a around-the-moon trip with people on board Ooh, at some point. People I haven't heard anything about you know, any, we've uh, done it. landings is, is, on Is this moon. deja vu? Have we done this before? The space race? Yeah, we've have already we won that uh, space race, have I we thought. Have we been on the moon? Yeah, then several times. Then yeah. we quit. Right. Well, how much can you do on the moon? <laughs> well, there's a lot. You can explore and you can find out what's there. I think we explored there. pretty well uh, while we were up there. Well, they haven't gone. They haven't done what Apparently, we haven't gone to the south pole of the moon. That's where these rockets are going. Well, they know there's minerals and other things on the moon. They know there's water there, maybe. That's what they're trying to find out with this particular mission, I guess. Yeah, they, whatever. The case. It's ex- an expensive project, and you've yeah. got all kinds of other If they priorities. find water, so what? I mean, what does that mean? Can we, that means if can we, we get a pipeline from the moon down to here to no, uh, that means replenish we, our water supply? Or? If we put a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a yeah. livable facility up right. there, kind of then a space be station water on the moon. On a space yeah. station on the moon, and then there'd be a water supply available. For the folks there. So that's the ah. key thing. Water is the central thing right. to life. Well, that's true, too. Say, by the way, uh, you're talking about space and all that, but mm-hmm. we can come back down to Earth here for a minute here. <laughs> okay. Talk about the Duluth International Airport. Oh. Back in January, a guy went nuts up there and claimed uh, that he was going to shoot everybody and blow the place up. And uh, he's He didn't, been, thank goodness. He has been, uh, was charged. He was put in a a uh, mental facility for six months. He's acquitted because uh, he was diagnosed, he was unfit mentally to stand trial. He was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and was experiencing a severe manic episode with paranoia and delusions, okay? Mm -hmm. So now he's been locked up in a uh, psych ward, basically. And apparently he arrived at the uh, airport around 4.45 a.m. January 31st 
and inquired about purchasing airfare. Mm-hmm. He later bought a ticket to Hawaii with an 11 a.m. departure. Oh, okay? cool. C- coming from in. So he began walking around the airport and eventually talked with several employees in a rent- car rental area and went on a, to tell the Avias employee that he was waiting for a woman who was arriving on a 10th. Anyway, so it goes on. And, and okay. But then he walked to the budget counter again and told the worker and transportation that if the woman was not on the plane, he would kill everyone on the second floor oh, and work his way down to the first floor. Mm-hmm. He also stated several times that he would blow up the place. Avis employee later and budget employee recalled that the man had gone from joking to not joking to joking in a matter of a moment. Yeah. And apparently uh, she'd heard threats in her 29 years of of working the airport, but nothing of this appears. So they called 911. The guy had left. The police arrived. They uh, pulled over a truck out going out of there, took out the guy at gunpoint, and it was the wrong guy, okay? Oh. So the poor guy in the truck. So anyway, they uh, they finally uh, nailed him. Now, he'd been previously diagnosed with bipolar disorder, three prior severe manic episodes, including one in 2014. Mm-hmm that involved him running naked through the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. Apparently, this guy's got He likes the airports, apparently. With airports. And uh, anyway, it goes on and on and on, and apparently documents show that he's been uh, prescribed lithium and a bunch of other stuff, and uh, symptoms reportedly improved when his medication was resumed in the jail. And uh, Harris, the judge, ordered the commitments of a civil commitment proceeding so it looks like this guy finally will be um, getting some psychiatric well, help yeah, before he hurts anybody right pretty bizarre he never did get to Hawaii then I take it never got to Hawaii I wonder if they refunded his I, money I, I, it's, a lot of times it's no refunds isn't it? you're done your history all right. Speaking of Hawaii, uh, the death toll from the Hawaii wildfires up to 55 now this morning. Jeez. Hawaiian officials expect that number to keep going up as rescue efforts are underway in Maui, where the resort town of Lehina has pretty much been destroyed by the fire that started on Tuesday. The governor says the fires left thousands of folks homeless, destroying up to a thousand buildings. Officials say search and rescue teams now using cadaver dogs as they comb through the ruins. So that's some tragic stuff going on in Hawaii. Pretty horrible stuff. There. Apparently they had that hurricane going on and the winds whipped up. Yeah, it wasn't even, I mean, the hurricane was well, I think, south of Hawaii. But, but the just, winds. Yeah, the yeah. circling winds. And then they, uh, they still don't know how the fire started. Yeah. So it's a terrible deal. Good news, there was a little uh, fire up northern Minnesota near Ely that uh, destroyed about three acres or so. They added 85% contained yesterday, and I think the rain this morning may uh, maybe finish that up, hopefully. 835 now at KDAL. Get your fiddles out, Neil. Here's your chance. The devil went down to Georgia. That's right. What's the name of the group? Charlie Daniels. Charlie band. Daniels, that's right. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. 
Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet you're going to regret, because I'm the best as ever been. Go, Johnny, go. There he goes. Beating the devil in his own game. Former President Donald Trump's Truth Social Media Platform may have been the uh, tip-off for the FBI back in March about this guy in Utah who made online threats to President Biden and ended up being shot by FBI agents this week. Uh, they shot and killed Craig Robertson outside his Utah home on Wednesday as they tried to arrest him uh, for threatening to kill Biden as he visited Utah Wednesday and Thursday. Senior official telling NBC the 75-year-old Robertson was armed when FBI agents came to his home, ended up pointing the weapon at the agents, and did not respond to their commands before they shot him. Well, they shot him. Yeah. Shot him dead. Mm-hmm. That's what they do out there. But uh, I guess he may have got tipped off that he was a threat to the president on the Truth social media platform. Trump is. Uh, was he really a threat, or was he just whack? Uh, well, I'm sure he was a whack job, and Obviously, I imagine that yeah, makes him a threat being a whack job. I don't know. But he was he was a white guy, right? I, as far as I know, yeah. As as I see. So okay. nobody's going to protest in the streets, right? <laughs> I would hope not. Probably I don't know. not. Yeah. yeah. But the uh, well, you know, you threaten, you're going to get arrested, and that's the at least thing yeah. with people. But again, Just if you're like armed and uh, you got the gun in your hand and the cops say put the gun down, I would advise putting the gun down. Well, people don't do that, though. And we no. see these shootings well, that's constantly. That's why they get shot. We see these shootings constantly in the inner city and all over mm-hmm. the place where young black men won't respond. And and now white white people. Yes, doesn't, I don't care what color what you are. are yeah. But uh, the problem is, is do that what they they're, say. they're not responding or they're yeah. not listening to the police, whether they're, mm-hmm. they're hopped up on drugs or they're just belligerent. The problem is, is you know, any of us, anytime. Right. I agree. Have you ever wised off to a police officer? I have not. No, I would not ever want to do that. Don't want to do that. No. Calmly, you talk to them. Absolutely. I've been picked up a few times, and I calmly <laughs> talk to the police officer. Maybe you offer them a few bucks, but, I think one but of the, you one, don't yell at them. <laughs> one of the funniest times that I was picked up, I uh, was stopped, and the officer, it was a Duluth police officer, came up to me, and I, I got out of the vehicle, and he said, please step out, and I did. Oh. Normally, you should not jump out of the vehicle. No, it right used to be, uh, you used problem. to try to meet them halfway, but yeah. they don't want you to do that anymore. They want you so to anyway, stay in the I, And he said, I'm stopping you because you've got your taillight out. Oh. So I'm talking to him, and I'm looking back at his squad car, and I said, officer, uh, would you just turn around and look at your squad car for a second? And he turned around, and he looked at it. He said, uh, thank you, sir. Goodbye. His headlight was off. <laughs> You're kidding. So he didn't write me a fix. He stopped you for a bad taillight, and he was missing the headlight. Well, he didn't know it, so uh, I, well, alerted. True, yeah. I alerted him to it, and it was pretty right. comical. He laughed, <laughs> laughed and shrugged his shoulder. I said, well, bring it to the garage. He said, oh, yeah, I'll be doing that. So. All right, big-time search going on in Scotland for the legendary Loch Ness Monster. Loch Ness uh, this what, has been around apparently for fifty years. I didn't realize they were looking for fifty years and still haven't found them. So I'm guessing there might not be anything in that lake uh, to speak of. But drones fitted with infrared cameras will fly over the lake, and a hydrophone will be used to detect any unusual underwater sounds. Organizers say the search coming up later this month will be the biggest. Since the early 70s, that was headed up by the Loch Ness Investigative Bureau, which found nothing. 
uh, created back in the 60s to try and uncover the existence of a large beast that supposedly lives in the waters. And it's a real deep, deep lake, too. Uh, apparently it's so, deep, but, deep. yeah. Well, I, I believe in Geraldo Rivera went over there one time. Well, I think we are hearing something. We're seeing something splashing there. Yeah. Some guy comes up Big in fish. scuba gear. And oh, scuba. <laughs> All Maybe. right, let's head to the phones again. Hi, who's this? Good morning. This is Stan. Hi, Stan. How's everybody? So far, so good. Stan, we're hanging in there. Oh, I do. Uh, I was just going to say, Superior, I see on the news, just got its first military militarized vehicle for its police force. We've had that Uh, for a while, I think. Did they get well, I don't know. They've, uh, they advertised it today on TV, how proud they were of it. But Yeah, I think uh, Duluth is looking to get one. That's Of, of course. Yeah. And uh, the federal government has been looking to militarize the police force for a long time, and they're starting when I see that guy being supposedly, well, I don't know, he's killed anyway down there. I don't know if they, he's a 75-year-old guy with a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah, but you stand there and you, you you pull your gun on the FBI or the police. I know, I know. I don't know how the situation yeah. actually came about, but uh, this has been going on for a long time about trying to militarize the police forces in this country, and it's just getting more and more that way. But to leave on a lighter note, a friend of mine came by here the other day, and and he's lost most all his hair except the pencil line around his, above his ear, or below his ears, you know. And uh, I asked him, I looked, and he had a comb in his pocket, and I asked him, what do you keep carrying your fo- uh, comb for? He says, I just can't part with it. <laughs> Very good. Oh. Hey, have a good morning. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Thanks, thanks, well, see, now that, now that trumps Jerry. Huh? I wonder if Jerry can trump Stan <laughs> there. That's a good one. Well, I don't know. We do have another call. Hi, who's this? This is Dan from Renshaw. Dan, what's going on, my man? Well, you know, Tucker uh, interviewed the police, the guy that was in charge of the police at a you know, in Washington, in the Capitol. And uh, very interesting information came out that there were, there's obviously something happened there where they were trying to create a problem. They weren't informing him uh, about stuff that was going on. And I think he even wrote a book about it, but uh, uh, the stuff that happened during that so-called riot, you know, the police were letting people in at one point, they were opening doors for people. Uh, there's something very, very suspicious about what occurred that day. Hmm. Well, it is. I did see a video of police letting <clears throat> some people in in one area of the Capitol, and then I saw other people well, breaking storming windows in and, and doors, breaking yeah. windows and uh, trying to get into the the chamber. So I, I, I don't know where, I don't know where it went wrong, but something went wrong. But to call it an insurrection, an insurrection is a revolution. And an insurrection, this is the problem that I see on it all, mm. is that uh, the, it's been demonized as trying to overthrow the government. And uh, the narrative, it was a obviously a huge riot with some people that went wrong. And other people were, were let to roam around. And, and there's videos showing them politely walking through uh, certain areas and I've been to that capital many many times and been into some of those chambers and uh, so yeah there's there's a side to it that was peaceful and then another side where people but, got out of hand but right. I, I want to make one comment he this police chief or this man in charge believe it, it was a setup it was a setup it was something that was organized and there are a lot of people, uh, FBI and different people 
involved in creating this problem. There were people in the crowd that were not Trump supporters that were causing problems. And uh, it's a, it was all a big setup to uh, attack Trump. And, uh, and we'll find this out in the end. Thank you. All right, Dan. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Yeah. All right. Good to hear from you. It is 846. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back. 849, the joke competition uh, continues. Uh, Jerry joining us. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I don't I don't know if I can top the other one, but I'll certainly try. All right. All right. Okay. The uh, ventriloquist is at the bar with his dummy sitting on his lap, and he's telling Polish jokes. And after about four Polish jokes, this guy comes up to me. He says, you know, he says, I'm getting tired of you telling all these Polish jokes. The guy says, well, I'm sorry. I won't do that anymore. He says, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to that guy sitting on your lap. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Dang. Thank you. I'm not sure that's a topper, but it's it's something. <laughs> that's all right. And we head to the other line. Hi, who's this? Go hey, ahead. This is Wade. Wade, go. Unfortunately, I don't have a joke. I didn't. Well, I wasn't able to listen earlier. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> Wait, that's okay. You can you can be the straight man of the group. There you go. I, I will be. So I was reading about Lester uh, Golf Course. Yes. And and they're wondering what to do with it. And and you know we we have a large large problem with drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and homelessness and, and, and mental illness with our homelessness people in in the area. Turn that area into a mental health hospital and a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center with very strict rules. I mean, if Duluth is really serious or, or, or do they just want to wring their hands and say, oh, what do we do? Oh, we're going to throw all this money at it. Let's actually do something to help these people hmm. and, 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 and get them out of the problems that they're in. A lot of it is something that can be actually alleviated from their life. Yeah, a mental health hospital might be a little pricey, I would think. But uh... well, the city. Well, you know it. what? How, how pricey? How pricey is it to have to have what we have going on right now? Well, they're looking for proposals for housing developments there now. But well, they're looking for a developer, well, yeah, and right. the gears may switch if uh, Reiner gets elected as well, mayor. Well, they can they find a developer for a hospital. That'd be great, but. Well, if a, if we have a different mayor out there, well, this, this mayor has not been uh, on the golf course bandwagon, and uh, if uh, Reinhardt gets in, there may be a whole different oh. uh, deal there. Yeah. I, I doubt. Uh, if Do you, you want to keep to, it a golf course, or I look at I, I could care less. I'm not a golfer, and <laughs> the point is, there's a lot of golf going on. Yeah. But way the problem is, is you'd have to have the state involved in doing oh, a, yeah. a and, state, a and, state and that, hospital. And that's that's exactly what I'm what I'm proposing, Neil. Is is a state hospital? Ah. I mean, we we hear all of this hand wringing about homelessness and and drug abuse and alcohol abuse and people dying and mm-hmm. people being accosted on the streets. This would so definitely be a step in the right direction. Round them all up and send them to that hospital. Constitutional, but that doesn't mean yeah. it's not right. Well, 
Before 1985, during the Reagan administration, people were yep. institutionalized. Mm -hmm. And now yep. we've got the problem in streets all over the country where they don't institutionalize people because right. uh, yeah. unless you really commit, are committed or you commit a crime, and we've got a drop epidemic that's been going on for 50 years that nobody knows how to deal with, plus the mental illness issues. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a national disgrace. And uh, nobody seems to know how to deal with it. And, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, yours might be a step in the right direction, but I will lay odds, Wade, that if they proposed a facility like that at that location, you'd probably have residents of the area laying down in the Not in my backyard. The bulldozer, right? Oh, there would be the, the NIMBYs would be everywhere, there wouldn't you go. they? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, no matter where you want to put it. have that. a fun weekend. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Good to hear from you. Let's uh, check the forecast uh, before we have to leave. Mostly cloudy today. There's that chance of showers this morning. We'll get a little break in between showers to, uh, this morning and then thunderstorms this afternoon. Look for low 70s, but cooler by the lake with an east wind uh, gusting up to 20 miles an hour today. That means uh, don't go down to the beaches swimming along Park Point or uh, Wisconsin Point because the threat of rip currents yeah, will be available. So I uh, just see a photograph here of Diane Feinstein, the yeah. U.S. Senator from California who's had some health issues. She's 90 years old. Okay. And uh, she's had, she doesn't look good. She's had some big issues, and there's been a, a movement to ask her to resign, mm. go into retirement because of health issues. And, of course, the Democrats are all worried about their 51 to 49 majority in the Senate. Wow. The point is, is, if she resigns, the governor of California, who's a Democrat, will appoint a Democrat. To that well, seat, sure. To fill in for, it. and she's obviously not. She's not running again for re-election, right? And uh, the problem is, is a lot of people, they don't know when it's time to go, mm. and uh, you know, it's just like in the Supreme Court now. They're talking about we saw with Ginsburg how her health issues, mm -hmm. and people were praying that she would last until after the election, so that Biden could appoint somebody, yeah. and it didn't work that way. Right. And the point is, is that maybe there's some age limits that need to be put on, uh, on some of these offices. That and, makes uh, sense. Yeah. And that's something on the Supreme Court uh, that, be because they're uh, well, you're permanent on the Supreme life. Court, right? And unless there should you be die, probably right. some uh, restrictions. I would on, think so. On timing, and but the po political parties don't want that well, because not. the president gets the point. Yeah. Them and whatever political party is in power at the time. These non-political judges get appointed by and, politicians. You know, the Democrats complain <laughs> that Trump got, has got a majority. Right. If the shoe was on the other foot, the uh, Democrats would have appointed the majority mm -hmm. and the Republicans would have complained. So yeah. you've got uh, some real issues. I like the idea originally of the uh, Supreme Court being nonpartisan, obviously. Supp it's supposed court. to be. Right. Supposed but that, be. I don't know when that changed, but it's no. it's been the other way around for a long time. There should be probably a different appointment process where people are appointed as on merit. And But yeah. anyway. It, Wall Street opening up this morning with stocks? I would say they're uh, down. Yeah. Apparently, it was pretty good yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, it turned out yeah. not, not bad market. At the opening bell this morning, though, the Dow Industrials and the S&P 500 and NASDAQ. Oh, wait a minute. It says trading higher, so why would oh, it be down? Dave, Dave. Wall Street is open with stocks lower, it says. And then at the end, it says at the opening <laughs> bell, uh, they were all trading higher. So maybe they made a misprint there. Well, there. it says right all now the lower. Dow Jones is down 26 okay. points. So they're all down slightly. lower, not, a little bit, not higher. A little bit.
All right, makes sense to me. There One of the exchanges is up, so there you oh, go. It's so mixed. Then we can call it mixed. It's a mixed review. <laughs> uh, let's see what else is going on here real quick. Uh, President Biden calling on Congress for $24 billion more for Ukraine. More for Ukraine. Some Republicans hesitant about putting any more money toward Ukraine's efforts as the war against uh, Russian forces continues with, well, no sign of stopping anytime soon, that's for sure. CNN poll released last week said 55% of Americans believe Congress should not authorize any additional funding. So over half of us say let them... uh, do it on their own. Yeah, I, let and I wonder what would have happened back in the day if uh, we would have tried to intercede <laughs> when Hitler was starting to roll over parts oh, of Europe that's before right. the war actually started. Mm. And uh, not that I'm beating the drum for all this, but uh, you know, there. I don't. I don't know what the solution is over there, and we're going to try to get a couple of guys that know more than we do. So mm. we're going to hope to get Mike Kaiser on board. Oh, okay. See what and the latest then, uh, is. Tom Morgan, who's a professor up at Scholastico in oh. Russian studies. Uh, talk a little bit about and a little different perspectives on the, the two of them. Yeah, how long has this been going on now? This year was, and a half. Has it been a year and a half? Thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of people dead on both sides. Good so, Lord. Yeah. All right, well, Neil, have a weekend, and you we'll do. catch you back here on Monday, I guess. Gotcha. Thanks a lot, Dave.